Yesterday's Geico 500 had plenty to talk about. My favorite driver, Bubba Wallace, unfortunately wrecked on the last lap, giving way to Emily's least favorite driver, Kyle Busch, the win. We're going to talk about all that and more coming up on this episode of the Below the Yellow Line, but that's not all. We're going to talk about soda combinations and whether uh, they're a good thing or not and recap all the action from Talladega coming up on this episode of the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast. The podcast for me and your co-host, Emily, talk the NASCAR Cup Series for hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. I am one of your co-hosts, Samuel Stubbs. I am not alone today, not just because I have Emily, but also because I have my awesome dog here. If you just heard a, a squeaky noise, that was him squeaking his toy. Uh, Mage, do you, oh, Major, come here. Do you want to... Major, do you... He's busy rubbing his face into my carpet, so, so that's nice. So I'm not sure if I should be ranked as co-host number one or co-host number two with Major. I think you're um, still number one. Today. Oh, I still get to be number maybe, one. Maybe he's honorary number one for today, but given that he cannot speak or the fact that he he, he doesn't love watching the races with me, you know, I think that kind of demotes him. Uh, he's also licking my carpet right now, so I think that oh, demotes yeah. him as well. That'll be really fun. Uh, Major, come here. Some crumbs. Yeah, um, there's no crumb. I don't eat him in here. There shouldn't be any crumbs, but he always finds them. Um, the only thing that's as crazy as my dog, however, is Talladega Super Speedway. Look at that segue. But before we get into Talladega, y'all need to know where to find us. Obvi- obviously, you found us if you're hearing the word I'm speaking. But just in case you haven't, or you know a friend or some other unfortunate soul that doesn't know that we exist, you can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, literally any place that you get your podcast besides Apple Podcasts. If you're an Apple Podcast exclusive person, then you need to not be so you can listen to our beautiful voices um, for hours each week. Um, you can also email us at below the podcast at gmail.com and we have a whole separate YouTube channel called the Spotter Stand. Go on YouTube on the search bar, type in the Spotter apostrophe S stand, and you'll see my beautiful face posting like nine videos a week and spending way too much time on this whole endeavor. And you'll also hear Emily's voice uh, plenty on there as well. So, uh, Emily, what is your, I guess, your, your humor, your rhetorical question? Uh, what, what, what is that for you today? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Emily is kind of teacher tired today. <laughs> I don't blame it's a, you. It's a different category of tired. Sounds like it. It's not normal tired, it's teacher tired. It's end of year, school year coming, report card time, kids are ready for summer, teachers are ready, it's it's time. I am teacher tired. The teachers have been ready since August, I'm pretty sure. As have most of the students, probably. Um, Yeah, the students probably more, especially in the older grades. Yeah, as as, as somebody on the other end of that spectrum, uh, yeah, um... You know, it's still senior, weird though. It still it still feels not even a senior. Yeah, it still feels like it's sneaking up. You know, I haven't it gotten does. to that this burnout point yet. It flew. Yeah. It flew. It really did. It really Which did. thankfully, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, I I wouldn't have had this like rhetorical question had I not just gone to my local convenience store and bought one. Um, Emily and I, I want to know your opinion and all our you know our readers' opinions. It's not lottery tickets, no. Um, you know, gamble safe, kids. My opinion was going to be to, for you to share your winnings with me. <laughs> well, you know, if we ever make any money off this thing, then I will share those winnings with you. But if I ever <laughs> win the lottery, 
we'll see on that. Um, but anyway, Emily, I want to know your thoughts. I want to know our listeners' thoughts. What are your thoughts on the different variations, mutations, some would even call them, of soft drinks? Because right now, I'm a, I'm a big Dr. Pepper fan. I'm not drinking normal Dr. Pepper right now. I'm drinking Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. I love their cream soda one. I like their strawberries and cream one. But what is your opinion on them? For, for Coke, because I know that's your favorite, but all, all soft drinks in general on the like different variations. Take a cherry coke. In fact, I love a good old cherry coke. But beyond that, I want it to be regular old normal coke, Dr. Pepper. Well, wild cherry pepper is good. Yeah. So pretty much the cherry variety is fine with me. I like, Even I'm a big cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper person from yeah. like a dairy bar. Yeah, dairy, dairy bar, soda fountain, but, Sonic. But listen, what's that in a bottle or a can? The pre-mixed stuff, except for cherry coke, cherry Pepsi, is trash. So I don't even try the weird flavors that come out. If oh, it's really? Cherry or strawberries and cream or I will tell you soda, Dr Pepper, or whatever. I don't want to try it. It's it's good. Disgusting. It's no, good. There's no way. It's awesome. So. I do not trust you. I do not trust you. You this. should. Um, but you're also listen, listen. You will also drink a suicide. I will um, drink a suicide. Well, I haven't drinking a suicide in a very long time. I will say that. The kid always got a suicide. I used to. Anytime yes. you got to get a fountain drink. Yeah, every time, like, which you go is to. It's just disgusting. Yeah, well, I probably agree now. Three, four years ago, I didn't agree. Now I'm, I'm a guy, like, I can't. Because once you mix it, there comes a point where it doesn't taste like anything. Oh, it's no. It's just way. bubbles. <laughs> it's just sugar and bubbles. Exactly. Well, you don't even taste the sugar, it's just bland. I had a friend years ago at a conference, he, uh, he poured some salt into my Dr. Pepper, like a, I had like a little like coffee like cup prank. full of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Um, we're still friends, but man, that, that was probably the most tested a friend, our friendship has ever been in that moment. Uh, that was not a fun surprise. It really wasn't. I, you know, I go in expecting really some nice, some nice Dr. Pepper and it just tasted like water. Cause I guess the salt just either dissolved and pulled all the, the sugar or, uh, whatever, whatever artificial, garbage is in these soft drinks i guess it just like pulled all that out and then you know but um that was not a fun surprise but we got through it we did it um yeah i'm with you though i think like dairy bar i mean we've been fortunate enough to have one of those in a place that we frequent you know sonic obviously an official sponsor of nascar um you know i, I like a lot of their pre-mixed stuff they don't always mix it well you do have to become the mixer yourself and, and kind of put yourself in that position um but, I, I mean, I, as for, like, variation sodas, I'm all for them. Um, I do like some, like, the throwback stuff. Like, just pure vanilla Coke in a tin can is a heavenly experience. Um, but I, I really do like the new Dr. Peppers. I do. They, they don't really miss on Dr. They, they missed a few on Coca-Cola, but Dr. Pepper. Do you remember the dark berry Dr. Pepper? Did you try that one? No. We I joked. I not any of them. We we joked that that was uh, Poopaw's cousin because it was you know dark berry, but I mean I I liked it. it. I think it was to promote the new Spider-Man movie. I I think that's what why they they made it for a limited time. But I remember I got it, and I liked it. But uh, I mean it it just kind of depends. Oh, we can we can do some some carbonated drink ASMR because that's what we are. And that's yep yeah, fizzy fizzy yeah. That this is the you level have them in your bedroom fridge. we're at now. No, my my uh, my mini fridge in my bedroom is empty right now. I need to. Uh, Ran out of stock. You need to stock it. Up, I need to boy. fix that. I need to. I need to stock up. But I got the the, the twenty ounce right now. 
20 ounce Dutch pepper. Um, I also have a Twix beside me, so, you know, whenever you're talking, I can just tear into one of these. I'm actually really excited. I haven't had a Twix in a long time. Anyway, we're going to take our first commercial break here. We'll come back. We'll actually talk Talladega. We'll talk about the results. We'll talk about all that transpired in this race, and we'll look, take a look at the point standings heading to Dover. Alrighty. Let's talk Talladega. Emily, I think you had like your best race recap ever yesterday because you actually, Thank you. you were like, I took notes. did you actually? That's hilarious. I, did. I, took notes during the race. I meant, forget. so at the start of the year, guys, I took so many notes for the clash. I was like, all right, for pre-race, for post-race shows last year, I noticed I was jumbling around, mixing words. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take notes for every race, every top three series race, because that's what we make the post-race shows for. Took a crap ton of notes in the clash. Took a crap ton of notes for both the truck and Xfinity Daytona races. For whatever reason, I took none during the 500, and I was really good with that until Phoenix. So it lasted three weeks into the regular season. Then I I haven't taken notes for a race. Uh, well, since Phoenix, then Xfinity Richmond, I took notes for that one, and then I haven't taken notes for a race since. I've just kind of abandoned that because on my phone, like during a race, I'm really, you know, because I'm complicated, I have like five tabs open. I have Google open so I can look at social media, see what people are saying about the race. I have my NASCAR fantasy tab open. I have the leaderboard open for commercials, and when they're not showing my guys on screen, I want to know where they are and how far back the leader they are. I usually have the messaging app open with Emily because we did we we send like we probably burn up all of the texting mega giga whatever that is like across the U.S. because we send like forty million texts per race, um, but. Yeah, so I, I didn't, um, I you know, this is just too many tabs for me to take notes. AKA I'm lazy, but uh, what were your thoughts on this race, Emily? What do you think, especially, I know, like, talking about uh, Hamlin and Harvick, their fuel situation. Kyle Busch, actually, I heard his radio communications today. Um, it sounded like he was, they wanted him to pit, and he just kind of ignored them. And then he was coming back again, and they're like, okay, do we want him to pit? And they're like, nah, at this point, just leave him out there. And he ended up winning the race. So what did you think about the whole fuel uh, fiasco there? And what did you think about this race and all the chaos within it as a whole? I do. I think, you know what, the, the fuel definitely was a, a, a gamble at the end. And I really do think that um, Hamlin, Harvick, we, these guys would have been in different positions had there been another caution, which was so, to be honest, likely, you know. And mm -hmm. um, with the way things were going, we were having the potential to see multiple laps continue. And so that was a, a strategy move that just didn't quite work out on their end. Um, and that's okay. I feel like that was the best they could do with that, um, with the knowledge that they had going into that moment. And they just had to roll with it. They had to do what they thought was best. And so they thought that was best, and it didn't end up working out for them. Um, fuel is a big thing in a big race like that where um, – Especially when they had some big chunks of green. There were a lot of green stops and green flag pit stops. So just feels a big deal. So gotta have it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it was a bigger deal than I really because there haven't been, I feel like, at least not um, since I've been watching just a ton of races at Talladega where fuel is as big of a deal as it was yesterday. And it wasn't, I mean, Kyle Bush ran out coming around on his victory lap ty gibbs ran out with two laps to go so there were some guys right on their numbers some guys a little short some guys could make it but only you know a half lap further so if we if that bubble wreck could happen say on the restart with two to go if there had been another incident right. before the white flag then that puts guys like kyle bush bubba wallace all the front runners in a box so it's like okay 
Do we think we have enough to make it to the end? Well, I don't think anybody has enough to make it to the end. Okay, but then the few guys that pitted, we're going to lose 15 to 20 spots. And with the Super Speedway package, it's hard to make up those 15 or 20 spots in two laps. Um, I think Kyle Busch already being locked into the postseason with that win at Fontana really did play a bigger hand than I think a lot of people realize in that decision. Because it's like, okay, if we do lose those spots... Um, so, you know, if we run out of gas and we lose and we finish 30th, it sucks, but it doesn't, you know, lose us 30 points. You know, we're fighting for the regular season championship, sure, but as far as making the playoffs, we're good. So I think that was a big part of it. Um, but I, I think you're absolutely right, Emily. Harvick and Hamlin, who were two very—I mean, Hamlin won the pole. Harvick was up there battling for the win. Um, and, uh, you know, they've really—that uh, they, turned the whole race upside down. Um what did you think about all the wrecks late? Um, I, know, I know you did get a chance to see the finish. What do you think, especially the last lap wreck with Bubba and Blaney? Um, I, I watched it again. I think it's more on Bubba than Blaney. I don't really think you can blame either one of them too harshly. It's mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a block Bubba had to make. I mean, he could have stayed low, did but you, that's just what he had to do in the moment. Yeah, he said you can't block three times, and I agree. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I totally agree. You can't. You know, he was trying not to blame it on Bubba, and he was very gracious about it. He was. Some guys would have just gone and punched him. Exactly. You know? Well, him and, him uh, and Bubba are good friends. I think that probably had a big yeah. part in it. That, that probably did. Um, and, you know, here's the reality. Yeah, Bubba was a little too harsh on the blocking after, at that point. Um, definitely. But, like I said, they were both going for the win. They yeah. really were. And so it's kind of like, mm, I'd rather crash. Checkers or wreckers. Risk it. Yeah, like, I'm going to risk this, risk possibly wrecking for the possibility that this could result in a win. Yep. And it didn't work out for this, but um, it was a risk against Earth they took and didn't work out. Yeah. So. High risk, high reward. I mean, I think if he stays low, he might win that race because he would have had help from Kyle Busch, but that's a split-second decision. I mean, we can't, we'd probably all do the same thing or just screw it up even more, but... Um, you know, that's the split-second decisions you have to make as a driver on a super speedway. This is modern super speedway racing. It is those split-second decisions. The days of, of, you know, they've been gone forever now, but the days of, of single-file super speedway racing, the days of there not being a huge pack to fend off are over. You have to make those blocking decisions now. Do they ever work nowadays? It seems like they don't. Um, you know, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, those guys have been throwing bad blocks, it seems like, since the dinosaurs were around. But... Um, it, it happens. I mean, smaller super speedway racing, um, you know, obviously Bubba got trashed for it a lot more than any other driver would have gotten, but you know, that's just the reality. Um, but not on Blaney, I'd, probably more on Bubba than Blaney, but I mean, that's just a racing, that's Talladega. I mean, that, you know, that's Talladega. That's the epitome of Talladega. Um, right there. We're going to take our second commercial break. Talk results, talk point standings. Uh, they did get a, uh, pretty jumbled up after Talladega. All right, time to see. I don't. I don't know what my accent was there on the word "time." That was really weird. Uh, time to see where these guys finished yesterday. Chase Elliott didn't miss a beat. One stage one. He looked like he was going to win stage two until Eric Amarola reminded the field that yes, he does indeed exist, and he took that stage one away. Kyle Busch though got the win. His second of the year, leading only two laps, and that's really all you need to lead at Talladega. Um, what do you think about the start to his year? Emily, two wins for him right off the bat, jumping to a new team. His last win at Talladega came uh, in his first year with Joe Gibbs Racing. Now he gets his second Talladega win in his first year with Richard Childress Racing. 
I mean, there was a big old year gap in there. Just shows mm-hmm. how much he sucks. Career win 62, I might add. At Vega, he sucks. Mm. Valid. He, he got lucky. I truly, listen, he does, he's not a Vega winner. What a guess. Super speeder racing's never been his thing. I, I can't yeah. remember when it was. Uh, there was an interview he did a few years ago, and he said that, uh, you know, next week we go to a real racetrack pertaining to whatever was after the super speedway because he just, he hates them. Um, he's not the only one to have ever hated super speedway racing. Mark Martin hated super speedway racing. Dale Earnhardt, as good as he was at it, never really loved it, um, which is kind of odd. But uh, one guy that... Has a love-hate relationship with it, finished second. And it's not because he, he's Jekyll and Hyde there. It's because he's finished second in these races so many times. Whether it be the Daytona 500 or here at Talladega, Ryan Blaney just can't stop finishing second. Finished his second again today. Couldn't quite break that winless streak. Chris Buescher in third, Chase Briscoe in fourth. It's funny, the first eight, nine weeks of the year, all we talked about was how much Kevin Harvick was carrying Stuart Haas Racing. Now it's Chase Briscoe. The load's now on his shoulders, and he has three straight top fives and four straight top twelves, all with a broken finger, or at least in this week's case, a broken middle finger that was recovering after surgery. So whatever the broken finger did to Chase Briscoe, whatever PEDs they gave him in the surgery room, all the drivers now are going to be breaking their middle fingers because, holy cow, what a run for Chase Briscoe. Brad Keselowski in fifth, solid day for him. Eric Jones in sixth, much needed run, uh, good run for them. Byron seventh, Bell eighth. Suarez ninth, Todd Gillen just continues to impress everybody. J.J. Yaley in 11th. We trashed him so much last week, Emily, and he, he comes home with a solid result today. Chase Elliott in 12th. Bowman, 13th. Ty Dillon, 14th. Stenhouse, 15th. Reddick, who spun on pit road early. That was a really weird instant. He ends up 16th. And Briscoe literally got stuck on pit road early in this race. Yeah, um, that, was- that was pretty funny watching him try to Try to get off pit road. Denny in 17th, what did you think about his day? It looked like he could have a shot at the win, and then the fuel strategy at the end, as we mentioned, uh, kind of messed everything up. Wait, say that again, the question part. What, what did you think about Denny's day? Oh. In 17. Well, he had really a crappy start. Like, you know, to start at the pole and then to kind of drop back. They kind of hung around that top 10, you know. Um, and then after a while, he was literally like 30-whatever. Um, I, he started hanging back on purpose. I think he was like, I'm not going to get involved in these early wrecks. I'm mm-hmm. going to hang back here, keep my car in good shape, and then I'm going to speed up to the front. And he really did that. Um, in stage two, he kind of hung up in the top five with, like, Wallace, Logano, Harvick, and Truex were up there for a bit, kind of battling within that top five um, before Almirola kind of, you know, went up there, slid by Elliott, whatever. But he ended in the top ten for stage two, so... He's pretty good, um, but you know, he started really good in stage three, and then then it all fell to pieces. <laughs> it all fell to pieces, but really, it was a strategy move that caused that. So yeah. it's not because he didn't have a good car. It's not because he didn't race really good yesterday. Again, his results do not reflect the, um, or his racing is not reflected in the results of the race. I thought he ran. It's two really good races for Denny Hamlin. Uh, not two great yeah. results. Last week was a great result, P4. Uh, that, but there is a big difference in between having a great race um, and and getting 
a good result. Uh, you know, but that's what Bob Wall said. He said, great day first yesterday, crap result. He led uh, 32 laps yesterday, I believe. I'm not sure if that was the most anyone led or not. Um, I know we did have... Uh, I know we did have 57 lead changes among 21 drivers, though. BJ McLeod in 18th place. Um, he actually had the fastest lap of the race at one point, so he should take a picture of that and frame it. Justin Haley in 19th. Riley Herbst in 20th. Kevin Harvick in 21st. He was another one of those guys that got stuck on that fuel strategy. Um, Almarola, 22nd, had a really good race and a crap result. Ross Chastain, 23rd. Did you see what he... I, I still haven't seen the full thing. Did you see what he did to cause that wreck because i think from what yeah. i saw it was just a stupid move like he yeah, filled a hole that was really barely good. there yeah. i'm not totally i'm not really sure I'm, i think i missed the details where i never rewound or watched the um replay yeah it was weird i i think gregson left a hole and chastain tried to fill it and and the hole was like half a car wide and you know yeah. Ross Chastain was driving a full car, not a half a car. You know, just a slight issue there. Austin Hill, <laughs> Austin Hill, 24th. Corey LaJoy, 25th. Logano slid up in front of LaJoy, kind of trying to create a third lane, and, and it didn't work. Austin Cindric, 26th. Truex, 27th. Uh, Bubba, 28th. Truex and Bubba ran great all day, and just Talladega happened. Allmendinger, his car was really messed up. 29th. Logano, uh, both of our picks to win in 30th ty gibbs 31st ran out of gas late shame because it looked like he could get his first win as it did for noah gregson who accidentally spun harrison burton um but there was a lot of young guns racing at the front burton gibbs gregson guys that aren't usually up there um especially burton but you know good to see some of them uh, get experience racing for the win larson 33rd priest 34th he and uh, Priest and larson had a terrible collision glad they're both okay michael mcdowell spun on lap two Broke the toe link, ruined his day in 35th. Harrison Burton, 36th, like we mentioned, spun um, by Gregson. Zane Smith was collected in that crash and ends up 37th. And I believe Austin Dillon was in that wreck as well and ends up 38th. Anybody on the results sheet that really surprises you, Emily? Anybody that uh, was kind of disappointing uh, with how they ran? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised that, you know, again, given the, the ending there, Hamlin and Harvick ending up, not where they really were battling. Um, same with Wallace. Um, I was kind of surprised at um, Bush just because he really wasn't playing in that top five for most of the race. So for him to finish in that position was uh, kind of a surprise. Yeah, it was. And, and like I said, he only led one lap before that finish. And it felt yeah. like he wasn't really up there all day. I mean, he was in the top five, no, top I ten at some points. I'm like, where did he come from? Okay, he's, I was like, you know, three laps out. Okay, he's like in eighth or ninth place. Yeah. The duality of Talladega. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, crazy things happen super speedways. Kevin Harvick, when he won the 2007 Daytona 500, was sixth going down the backstretch, and he was in victory lane about five minutes later. That's just super speedway racing. We're going to take our final commercial break, come back, take a look at the point standings as we head to the Monster Mile in Dover next Sunday. All right, we are in, we're in our stage three, I guess. We're, we're in the final uh, final stage of the show here. We're going to look at the point standings following Talladega heading into Dover. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and shamelessly self-promote. Um, this is not a once-a-week deal, at least not right now. We also have a podcast on Wednesday and Friday. So Wednesday is kind of our combo show, Emily. We, uh, we com- 
yeah, I can't talk. We recap. We'll recap Talladega a little bit. Not for very long since we have this episode to do that. We will preview Dover for a little bit. We'll talk about news, which the last like four weeks for any indication we're going to have breaking news to talk about because NASCAR just loves releasing all that stuff on Wednesday, and that's just absolutely fantastic. Really appreciate that. Um, and then we also have our preview show every Friday where we preview uh, the upcoming race, spend 15, 20 minutes going over that. Okay, let's actually talk about the points. Christopher Bell leads the regular season standings by 12 over Ross Chastain. Bell is locked into the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs this year, along with Larson, Bush, Reddick, Logano, Stenhouse, and Byron. Seven winners through 10 races, Byron, Larson, and now Kyle Busch, the only drivers to win multiple races this year. All of them uh, drive Chevys, interestingly enough. Um... And Bell does have the top 10 lead over Bowman now with seven. Um, Bowman now only has six. But he's the only driver with six aside from Bell. So, woo. Um, looking at the playoffs now, Ross Chastain lost seven points. He's plus 90. Harvick lost five. He's plus 82. Truex lost 14. He's plus 52. And the only reason I know how many they lost, Emily, is because just as we said last week, I go through these like five times a week. Uh, so if I don't know the point standings by heart, I, I should. Uh, you have, let's see here, Blaney plus 47. I think he stayed exactly the same. Bowman gained four plus 41. Hamlin lost six, also plus 41. Kozlowski gained three plus 38. And I may be wrong when I say that, but I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, uh, Briscoe gained four. He's plus 14. Busher gained one. He's plus 11. Daniel Suarez is 11 points out. So Busher, the last guy in. Suarez, first guy out. Cindric uh, lost uh, 10 more points, I believe. No, Cindric lost more than that. So I don't know. Cindric lost a lot of points. 27 back right now. Mac ugh, Michael McDowell lost 29. He is 38 back. Ty Gibbs, with a poor finish, uh, loses 32 points. He is 41 back. You have Bubba. Uh, minus 49. He loses 18 points. Todd Gillen to minus 51, who just continues to just like skyrocket up the leaderboard. He might actually point his way in. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. I wouldn't be shocked if he won a race at this point, and not just on a super speedway. Um, great to see him like fully taking advantage of you know. Just, and he's not even in great equipment. It, you know they need a replacement for Harvick next year since he's not going to be in the four. I'm just saying, hey, take a look at Todd Gillen, Tony Stewart. I don't think you'd regret it. Corey LaJoy, another rough week. He's now 55 points back. Eric Almarola, 72 points back. Eric Jones, 75 back. Haley, 77 back. Almendinger, 88 back. Ryan Priest, 91 back. Ryan Priest just having a terrible season. Austin Dillon's year just gets worse. He's 117 back. Burton, 119 back. Uh, Elliott, 120 back. Noah Gregson, 132 back. Ty Dillon, 159 points back um i think now if you are bubba wallace or below so 49 points out or below um or sorry 51 points out or below you probably have to win and i only give that benefit of the doubt to bubba because i think he can point his way in because he's in better equipment than a lot of the other guys down there um but i mean a win for any of these guys i'm sure sure they'd take it so emily who uh, really impresses you in the point standings who's uh, disappointing you a little bit in the point standings right now. I mean, there's my usual Denny's disappointing me. Just one, <laughs> he's not locked in, and he's a little lower than I'd like. And even though he's had some good races, it's just not showing right now because he's had some bad races too. 
Yeah. Um, I continue to be impressed with Todd Gilland and Brad Keselowski for bouncing back after a terrible year. Ricky Stenhouse is 13th in the regular season. So, I mean, I know he's locking the playoffs with his Daytona 500 win, but he'd be in there anyway. I mean, shout out to him for still being, like, reasonably consistent. He has four top ten. He has more top tens than Chris Buescher, Austin Sindrick, Michael McDowell, the same amount as Ty Gibbs, Kyle Larson. So, I mean, that that's something to, to you know, admire there. He has as many as Kozlowski. He has more top tens than Denny, more top tens than Truex, same amount as Reddick and Chastain. So, props to him. Uh, he is, he's been a lot better this year than I thought he would be. Um, Bowman, I, I obviously want him to get locked in. I think he'll be fine, but man, Bubba. And I, I know he, he, I mean, he gained 24 points over the last three races. Um, but that one hurt yesterday. Winning that race obviously locks him in, and that relieves a lot of stress for me as a fan of his. But gosh darn it, I mean... A win yesterday would have been huge, but even second, third place would have been huge. That probably only puts him 15 or 20 points out, and now it's like we're almost back to square one. 49 out. It just it seems like this happens every year with him. You know, he gets on a nice run, and then something unfortunate happens, whether it be of his own doing or not. It it's unfortunate. Um, I think that's about all we have, though. Let's check the manufacturer standings, only because I know Chevy is still leading. They are up now by 40 over Toyota and by 44 over Ford. Ford four back at Toyota. Chevy has seven wins. Toyota has two and found on road dead has one. Um, owner wise, let's see where the nine is. The nine is now 17th. Chase is probably going to have to win 120 points in what? 16 weeks is a very, very tall task. Now that is less than 10 points a week to make up, but Still, I think that's all we got, if though, Emily. That's very true. Um, I think that's all we got, though. Um, hopefully, we can have you back on Wednesday. We'll, we'll do a little recap of Dega, preview Dover, talk about the news because there will likely most definitely be breaking news. Friday, we're going to preview Dover. Um, and of course, we have content all week on the Spotter Stand YouTube page. Um, so go check that out. And we are on all major podcast platforms. You can email us below the on podcastgmail.com. Do all that great stuff. Uh, thank you for coming on, Emily. Um, as a Bubba fan, I'm not exactly sure when I will get over the finish of this race. Likely when I am six feet under, but, you know, just going to have to deal with it. Move on to the Monster Mile. Going to be a really fun race equally, at Dover. Equally same as a Kyle Busch not. <laughs> um, I will say that, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about this too much now, but the weather in Dover, Delaware, as of Monday, as of six days out, is looking pretty crappy like all weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's looking like rain and thunderstorms. So if we have to race at Dover on Monday again, the weather next Monday looks good at least. Uh, but we're still a ways away from that weather info being relevant and, and current. So anyway, we're going to leave it here. Thank you for coming on, Emily. Uh, we will see you all Wednesday night for the Combo Show. Until then, y'all take it easy. Goodbye. <laughs>